0: The Gospel for this day is from Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 38. Now, as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Grace to all of you and peace from God, our creator, and from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Great and glorious God, we thank you for this day, this most holy moment where we can be attentive as Mary was to the word that you proclaim. And in the week ahead, be as busy and productive as Martha. Help us to be both, a little bit of Martha and a little bit of Mary. In your holy and most blessed name we pray. Amen. Every week our church has a letter that comes out through the email, it's called our e-news, and it tells about what's coming up in the week ahead, and always embedded in the e-newsletter is a video of a pastor who previews the sermon, the sermon preview. Well, this past week, Danielle Dadashi, our camera person, decided to ask our Vacation Bible School students what the pastor should preach about on Sunday. So she went kid to kid, gave them a microphone, put the camera on them. What should Pastor Mike preach about on Sunday? There was an interesting set of answers. Here are some of them. Pastor Mike should preach on endangered species. (laughs) Pastor Mike should preach on Jesus going to Egypt. Pastor Mike should preach on Naomi and Ruth. Pastor Mike should preach on the tiny house. And this one's from an an adult. Pastor Mike should preach on vacation Bible school chaos. (laughs) And this is from kids. Pastor Mike should preach on vacation Bible school fun. Vacation Bible school friends. And one little girl said, Pastor Mike should preach on my mom. (laughs) I didn't quite get that one, so I probably won't go in that direction. Great advice. Last week was an incredible week. We had over 200 people here, uh, young people, children, youth, adults, all working together to proclaim God's word, building a tiny house out back. It was a powerful week. And with the hammering going on and the painting going on with junior high students, it was magical here and super, super busy It matched up so very well with our gospel lesson today about Martha being so busy. And you may or may not know this, but we pastors get advice on what to preach on every week, not just from kids, but from the national church. They assign the lessons for the Sundays. So at the same time, I'm getting advice from children about what to preach on, I'm also getting advice from the national bishop about what we should preach on, and the national bishop says we should preach on Martha and Mary. Who should I choose? (laughs) We can do a little of both, okay? We'll do a little of both. So the story of Martha and Mary is perfectly matched with the busyness of last week, Vacation Bible School, and the tiny house. The story is really about Martha, who would have fit in so very well at Vacation Bible School. She would have been busy. She would have been Type A. She would have handled all the tasks. In fact, she would have fit in at Holy Spirit Lutheran Church generally. (laughs) In fact, I think we should hire her for the staff. (laughs) She would perfectly fit in with our staff because we are task-oriented, Type A kind of staff. In fact you may or may not have heard this, but we have had some suggestions to change the name of our church. You've never heard this before? Well, here here are the suggestions. One is we should change the name of our church to Type A Lutheran Church. (laughs) Here's another one. Anxious Presence Lutheran Church. And this is Pastor Katie's suggestion and favorite. Our Lady of Perpetual Responsibility. (laughs) Here at Holy Spirit Lutheran, we understand Martha very well and we think she got a bum rap in this story. Martha, poor Martha. A typical sermon about the Martha and Mary story goes something like this. The pastor stands up front and tells us about Martha, who is busy and distracted, just like we are busy and distracted. Just look at your calendars. And look at Mary. She is attentive, she is quiet, she is listening to what Jesus has to say. We should be less like Martha and more like Mary especially in the summer. Usually this text comes up in the summer, so the sermon usually ends, and you should go on vacation and relax and absorb the beauty of nature and don't be like Martha. Well, I look back at some of my old sermons and I've given that exact sermon many times. (laughs) I guess all to you (laughs) because I've been here my whole career. So the last time I preached on this, I used a metaphor about Martha and Mary the busy one, and the attentive one. The metaphor was of an infinity symbol. Do you know what that is, infinity symbol? It's a sideways figure eight. It goes like this. I said that one side of that figure eight is our life of action in the world. It's our work. It's our Martha side. On the other side of the figure eight is our Mary side, our attentive side, our devotional side our study, our worship. At one time or another in our life, we are moving between those two sides of our spiritual life, our life of action, doing things in the world, striving for justice, and our life of reflection and contemplation and meditation and quiet and peace, calm. There's a problem with that metaphor because it implies a kind of either or Either you're Martha or you're Mary. And if you're too much Mary, you should move over to be Martha. If you're too much Martha, you should move over to be Mary. And this week in staff meeting, we're thinking about that, and we're thinking, why can we not collapse the two sides of that infinity symbol? Why do we have to pick one or the other? Why can we not, for example, be both Martha and Mary at the same time? Why can we not be contemplative while we act in the world? This week I was able to wander through Vacation Bible School and I would sit in on a few classes being taught. And almost uniformly, the teachers seemed to embody a sense of Martha and Mary. They had a lot of work to do, but they were also quite calm. In fact, one particular class I went into, it was right after kids were on break playing, and I think they gave them all a big candy bar too. So they came in, and they were like, Yeah, you know, bouncing off the walls. I mean, kind of almost literally banging into the walls. And the teacher was both Martha and Mary. She was quiet. Her voice was soft-spoken, slow. Kids came in. They sat down, still a little rambunctious. And when she talked to them, and asked them questions and called upon one of the young people and the young person raised their hand, she would be perfectly attentive to that one person. You know how kids are. They all want to talk at the same time. And so a lot of them are raising their hand at the same time that she is focused in on one child. And pretty soon that entire class was reflecting her serene demeanor I was amazed. It's something that I cannot do. She was combining both Martha and Mary in this story. As we talked about this in staff meeting, about combining both Martha and Mary in our lives, collapsing the both sides of that infinity symbol. One of our staff members said, Pastor Mike, you know, it's like the key to this is practicing mindfulness, and that's what Jesus taught throughout his ministry, he said. And I thought, well, I've heard that word before, but I wasn't, and still I'm not quite certain what mindfulness means. So I, I looked it up, my Martha side, <laughs> task side, looked it up in the dictionary, and this is mindfulness. Again, the key to collapsing both sides into one. The quality of being fully aware of something or someone. The quality of being fully aware of something or someone. It is a mental state achieved by focusing on the present moment. There was a Carmelite monk who lived in the 1600s who seemed to understand this sense of what I call holy mindfulness in an implicit kind of way. He never used that word, mindfulness, but he taught how a spiritual discipline, how the divine and holy can be present in the most ordinary and mundane tasks of life. And his illustration was washing dishes as a spiritual discipline. Young people here today who, I don't know if we wash dishes anymore, they will go into the dishwasher. Do you think washing dishes is a spiritual discipline, something holy? I never did till I read about Brother Lawrence. And Brother Lawrence says, you need to know that that moment, even washing dishes, will never happen ever again be repeated in the history of the world the present moment will never ever again be repeated in the history of the world and i thought well washing dishes that's like important that's like holy he would say yeah Feel the warmth of the water. Be attentive to the water, to the slipperiness of the soap, to the dishes stacking, hearing the sounds, to your partner drawing dishes next to you, the presence, whether in conversation or in silence. It's a holy moment never to be repeated in the history of the world. That's what holy mindfulness is. And I think that's the key to this story about Martha and Mary, to collapse both Mary and Martha into one, to collapse those two sides of that infinity symbol, to bring together our action and our reflection into one is to be fully attentive to the present moment. Holy mindfulness. If there's anything you take home from this sermon, it is holy mindfulness. Every moment is precious never to be repeated in the history of the world. So, Pastor Mike, how does that, like, work in real life? Well, I'm not sure. My Martha side is very heavy, (laughs) Um, and I try to find that center, but I watch other people more than I learn from myself. And I watched someone in an office party once, And she was talking to one person. And in this office party, there are people who are higher up the ladder, lower down the ladder, people that can get you advanced in your career and hindered in your career. And so when you're at an office party, you're always looking over somebody's shoulder at the next person to talk with. But she happened to be focused completely on the person in front of her, quietly listening, absorbing what that person had to say not distracted by all the opportunities, all the noise around her. There's one example of holy mindfulness on the person with whom you are talking at that moment. That conversation will never, ever happen again. Well, Pastor Mike, washing dishes, really? I say, yeah, and mowing the lawn and watching the rain. And a hummingbird move from flower to flower. And the warmth of the sunshine. Driving the car in this crazy freeway system we have. (laughs) Uh, He's blind, so he doesn't drive a car. Sorry, Sorry, Tyler. So riding in a car in this crazy freeway system we have. And I guess... My advice to you in the midst of all of that is be attentive to the little, little, little things around you. The smells, the sounds, the temperature, the texture, the motions. At the 8 o'clock service, right at this point in the sermon, a little baby started cooing and we all just sat there and listened for a moment to this child making sounds of hallelujah (laughs) and being attentive to the silence which you're experiencing right now this moment will never be repeated in the history of the world. Never again will this particular assembly of worshipers be the same. It's unique. Soon, we will be attentive like Mary to the presence of Jesus coming in the bread and wine of communion. And we will hear shuffling of people coming forward for the meal and the whisper of the phrase, body of Christ, blood of Christ, body of Christ, blood of Christ, old people, young people, people with arms crossed. And we return to our seats. Maybe we can choose a new name for our church at this point. Calm Center Lutheran Church. Amen. Most Holy God, thank you for your spirit in our midst. Thank you for both Martha and Mary. Help us to be both. Help us to do the tasks that are before us, to work with good and persistent energy but to do so with a sense of Mary's attentiveness. Out of a calm, centered, and confident presence that you offer us. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Page 10, please stand.